Market Update with MoneyWeb. Thanks, Greg. Five minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update this public holiday Monday. First up, the business news. Developed world mining and energy companies operating in Africa should pay more taxes to help the world's poorest continent climb out of poverty. The president of the African Development Bank said yesterday... The African Development Bank President Donald Kebaruka told Reuters, the reality is Africa is being ripped off big time. You are speaking a day after attending a meeting in London with other African representatives ahead of the G8 summits of countries on the Triple T agenda of trade, transparency and tax. Britain hosts this year's G8 summit, which takes place in Northern Ireland today and tomorrow. The price of New York's main oil benchmark hit a nine-month peak today as traders worried that the Syria crisis could hit supplies from the crude-rich Middle East. Syria is expected to top the agenda of the G8 meeting of world leaders. New York's main contract, West Texas Intermediate Light Suite Crude for Delivery in August, reached $98.67 a barrel, a level last seen in September 2012. At the same time, Brent North Sea Crude for August climbed to $106.67 a barrel, the highest point since April. Market attention was also on the Federal Reserve and the U.S. Central Bank's upcoming monetary policy meeting. Its Federal Open Market Committee, which sets the benchmark U.S. dollar interest rate, meets tomorrow and Wednesday. And investors are expecting greater clarity on whether it will hold down long-term rates with its $85 billion a month bond buying program. Alternating to the markets, the JSE obviously closed today for the public holiday. The FTSE in London up half a percent. U.S. markets about a percent firmer this evening. The rand is at 989 to the dollar, 1551 to the pound, 1320 to the euro. Gold is at $1,383. Platinum $1,434. And a barrel of Brent at $106. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Seven after six, while well, we are taking your share and investment related questions on 011-684-2770. That's Johannesburg, 011-684-2770. Alternatively, on our SMS line, that's 34701 with the keyword market. 34701, use the keyword market. That's a cost of uh, two rand per SMS. Magnus Haystick of Brenthurst Wealth with me in studio and Simon Brown of just one lap uh, on the line from Durban. Magnus, let's start with you. Uh, the rand at current levels. I'm sure a hundred people have asked you this question, especially over the past couple of weeks. Uh, is now a good time to be taking money offshore? Good afternoon. Um, I try and avoid those questions. Um, <laughs> the rand has been incredibly volatile, mm. as we know. I mean, two weeks ago, 10.36 on, on the Tuesday, and it was going to 10.50, according to everybody. Turn around, 9.90, it's all over the place. Um, I say to people, if they're going overseas, for instance, or they need to import stuff, don't take a risk with the currency, buy it. You might lose sometimes, you might gain sometimes, but to play the currency market is, is in, in the short term is, is a fool's bet. Um, but longer term, I'm a bit more negative on the RAND, have been for quite some time. Not, not surprised that the rand has weakened substantially, and it could come under some more pressure. But the, but the currency is a, our currency is a very deep currency. Mm. It's used by other players as a proxy for emerging market currencies. And because it's such a good and efficient market, they come and play in our space, not in their space. And, and that's why our volatility is so high. Simon, practically impossible to predict, uh, as Machner says, one day it's 10.36, the next day it's way below 9 again. Uh, evening, Hilton. Uh, absolutely, and I couldn't agree more with what Magnus says there. You know, if you need euros or dollars or sterling or whatever, don't worry about it. Uh, do the transaction, uh, and, 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 and sometimes you'll win, sometimes you lose. 
in the longer term, it, it's still difficult. I think we're going to go through a bit of a bout with strengthening. Longer term, the RAND should weaken if for no other reason there's an inflation differential between our trading partners and the currency should weaken by that amount. We haven't for the last sort of 12 years. If we go back to, say, 2000, the RAND should be weakened just based on that on that uh, current uh, inflation differential. But as you're saying, uh, what we see here is a currency which is highly liquid, highly traded, and therefore exceedingly volatile. Let's take some of your calls. Let's go to line three now, David in Luchtenberg. Good evening. Okay, let's go to line two. Jacqueline in Cape Town, good evening. Hi there. Um, Hi. Hilton, I own a whole lot of Standard Bank shares, and they've really been very disappointing. Um, should I dump them? Short and sweet. Thanks for that question, Jacqueline. Also questions on the SMS line. Let's get to one or two of these. Uh, Mike in KZN asks, uh, he's got some Ellie's shares. Should he hold on to them? We'll take that in the spatch. Um, and... Got a couple more coming through here. Let's go to line four now. David in Luchtenberg, you're now with us. You, uh, the two questions. One, the platinum is going to get short because the miners are striking. Isn't it worth buying platinum shares at this stage? Number two, Sanjula seems to be very low. It was well over 20 rands. It's about one, a ten, a one or two rands, a ten rands now. Thanks a lot for those questions, David. Uh, let's start with the platinum question. David's platinum question suggesting uh, that because of a mismatch between supply and demand, uh, that perhaps it's time to buy platinum shares. There's a very important distinction to be made here, Magnus. Shares or the actual underlying metal which you can get from an ETF? It's a very good point. If you, if you take gold as an example, um, gold itself has been a great investment until recently uh, for, for about 10, 11 years. The, the compound return rand gold price was about 13, 14%. You did extremely well. However, you lost most of your money on the gold shares. Mm. And, and a lot of investors automatically think, oh, platinum price is going to go up, let me buy the platinum shares. If you look at what has happened in the gold mining industry, and it's also happening in the platinum industry, our, our particular structural problems in mining in, in per se and specifically platinum, I'm talking about uh, the labor unrest, we're talking about uh, electricity issues, we're talking about structural issues, the costs of, of getting the platinum. I read a report the other day that most of our platinum mines are producing platinum at a loss. Mm. So... To, to very briefly answer that question, you're taking on a huge amount of risk, hoping that that scenario will turn around fairly dramatically. I don't see it in the charts. I don't see it in the activity. I don't see it in the price. So you're actually speculating, and, and I hate to answer questions that relate to speculation. I, I wouldn't buy them. haven't been buyer of gold shares for eight to nine years, and I don't see any reason to buy platinum shares considering the scenario that's unfolding in South Africa right now. Metal is very different. Mm. The new gold, uh, Absa Capital's new gold listed something called mm. New Plat, the exchange traded fund. That already accounts for 20% of global platinum ETF holdings. That was published uh, last Thursday. Simon, the metal or the shares? 
Oh, Hilton, without a shadow of a doubt, the metal. And, and I don't know if I would jump in just yet, if we're going to see some short-term round strength, and we've certainly been seeing a bit of short-term platinum weakness. Um, I don't know if I'll be buying any time soon, maybe give it a couple of weeks or a couple of months. But uh, as Magnus said, the, 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 the problems that are plaguing our platinum mining industry is going to remain in place for a long time. They need at current exchange rates for platinum price closer to 17, 1800 to start making a profit. I certainly stay away from the mines. In time, it could be worth buying them, but I think that window is probably still a couple of years away. Uh, that, that ETF you spoke about, uh, New Plat, uh, certainly if you're interested in, in, in the metal, that's by far your best bet. Simon, your views on Centula? That was David's second question. Uh, I mean, two points. I mean, David does correctly say it was over 20 back in 2008. It was almost 25 rand. Now it's one rand. And, and, and in truth, that, that's largely meaningless. Where it was doesn't make any difference. Mm. It's a company that does contract mining. It's a company that's had a number of issues in, 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 in terms of its profitability. And, and, and just generally do, you know, working in, in the sectors, particularly coal in its space. The trick being is it's tough in the mining industry across all sectors. It's very tough in coal. Yes, we can you know, talk to the point that coal is a strategic resource. ESCOM needs a heck lot of it. It's how we power not only the country but the planet. But I think uh, Centula is certainly for me not a stock that I think is attractive at all. Magnus, any views on Centula? I see uh, regarding capital management, ReCM now owns 20% of that company. That sends an announcement uh, made last week. Yeah, I'm a bit shocked to hear that. I had, I don't have a view as, as um, you know, we've, we've been watching Centula. I think his previous name was Sharighausen and mm. all, all, it's been in the news for the wrong reasons for many, many years. And if it's in contract mining, with mining taking a pounding generally, there's a reason why it's at one rand. Again, a speculative share. Not that I do. I don't like speculating. I like buying stuff and keeping them. Again, it's not a share that I would buy. And, 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 the, the point that, that was made that it was 20, it's now 1, it'll go back to 20. That's how a lot of people lose money on the stock market. It's impossible to take that view if you look at, at ArcelorMittal as an example. I mean, there was a share that was trading well over 100 Rand and is now kind of bumbling along at 30 mm. Rand a share. And people look at the, the, the charts and they say, well, you know, it was over 100 Rand. It was close to 200 Rand. Uh, you know, it should go back there. I mean, it's not not the best way and, to be investing. And I'm, I'm very surprised that REcm have, have, have bought as, m- as much. I don't know what a percentage of the overall portfolio, but the, the value fund managers have been taking a terrible pounding the last 18 months, and they've got themselves into a value trap. As prices go down, they keep on saying, "Well, now I see long-term value," and then it goes down another 10, and then they say, "Now we see value." And there are a lot of people who say that, you know, the whole value style investing is a bit of a misnomer. You know, globally, yes, Warren Buffett can do it in very, very large and liquid markets, take long-term positions. The South African market to do value, to replicate value style or pure value style investing is not such a great uh, investment style to follow. It's become a bit of a fad. And when the guys are doing well, they're pulling a lot of money, but their relative performance is absolutely shocking. Magnus, any thoughts on Jacqueline's question? Mm. Uh, Jacqueline from Cape Town asking about Standard Bank. Uh, all oh, banks largely have gone sideways for quite yeah, some time. They've gone sideways, but Standard Bank is such a good good uh, share, and if you're buying it for good dividend growth, hold it. If you're buying it for capital growth, I would also hold it. People get. Uh, I was reading some stats, uh, in fact, yesterday, I think the Sunday Times had a uh, an article on how often people trade, and you're just making your stockbroker rich by trading and trading <laughs> and trading. 
Sometimes Warren Buffett also says, he says that sloth is one of his best investment strategies. He buys stuff and he waits. So African investors, and I suspect all over the world, you buy something that doesn't automatically go up. You take it personally and you start looking for reasons to buy something else. That is trading. That is, that is speculating. That is incurring costs as you go along. And that's why most people, or a lot of people, underperform whatever relative benchmark they're following. Buy good quality stuff and, 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 and leave the rubbish to the, to the, to the, to the traders. I would not sell the Standard Bank. Over the past year, Standard Bank down 6%. Over the past uh, quarter, it's down about 7%. Simon, I'm not too sure if you're going to answer this one. <laughs> Your view on Standard Bank? I, I logically agree with Michael. I mean, the, the, the one point, perhaps, uh, Jacqueline did comment that she, you know, she's got a lot of, and, and maybe she simply has too much. And you know, if Standard Bank is more than perhaps uh, six to eight percent of your portfolio, then you're overexposed to a single stock, and that's not a case of Standard Bank. That's just a you know, general sort of portfolio management. Now, of the big four banks, I mean, a year ago, perhaps all the excitement was first round. That probably wasn't a bad shot then. That stocks run, although it's pulled back recently. I like the Standard Bank uh, strategy into Africa. They've got a, a very, very strong strategy within South Africa, branch network and the like. Um, between the big four, it's often a much of a muchness, and over the longer term, certainly I, I think Standard Bank's a great-looking stock. I appreciate it might not have done much recently, Shares are going to do that, and as Magnus has said, if you want to be jumping in and out, um, you know, you make your broker rich, you make the taxman rich, uh, but do you make yourself rich? Buy quality, give it time. 18 minutes after 6 o'clock, taking your share and investment-related questions on 011-684-2770. That's 011-684-2770. Alternatively, on the SMS line, 34701 with the keyword market. That's 34701. Use the keyword market. SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Hilton Tarrant with you on the Market Update. Questions in on our SMS line. Simon, this one's for you. I have Ellie's. Should I hold on to them? That's from Mike and KZN. Yeah, I mean, Ellie's has been a, a spectacular uh, stock over the last couple of years. I'm trying to call it up, but I, a few years ago it was trading around 2 Rand. Now it's trading around 8 Rand. Um, they're in the right space in that they sell electrical products and the like, and obviously we're seeing electrification happening. They're doing some cautious expansion into Africa. When the uh, migration comes to digital TV, they've got a set-top box. That will certainly help them there. I think the days of, of shooting the light side, as we've seen over the last couple of years, is undoubtedly behind Ellie's. Uh, but if you're prepared to give it time, it's got a great management team with Wayne Sampson and, and his team there. And I think Ellie's is a, is a good stock, and I think they're very well positioned. The management's proved that, they, that they, they're entrepreneurial. Um, a Megatron as well, which is uh, uh, generators, uh, not for me and you and, and listeners, more generators for, for industry and the like, another area that I think is doing, starting to kick in and do well for them. I, I, I certainly wouldn't panic. I wouldn't run. I know it's had some weakness recently, but stocks are going to have some occasional weakness, and the whole market's been a, a little bit jittery recently. Magnus, interesting question in from Dave. He says that Capitex rates sound good. Would it be wise to invest with them? Just having a look. At some of the rates on offer here, I mean, you can get as much as 8.5% on fixed deposit. That's obviously for fairly chunky deposits, over 100,000 Rand. And on a, a very long-term view, I mean, you're looking at 49, 50, 60 months, 8.5%. Starting off at 5.5% uh, on fixed deposit? Well, yeah, they offer very good rates, and they've, they've grown a very nice business. They are now one of the big five in South Africa, well-capitalized bank. Uh, well rated by the Reserve Bank. 
Um, I would still not put all my money in, 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 in a fixed deposit with one particular bank. There's always bank risk. You never know when it comes. And we always get this question about Finbon, the small mm. player in Pretoria. And my answer to, to them is, it's a, it's a registered bank. It's under supervision of the Reserve Bank. But I still wouldn't put all my money with one company, although it might be offering these very attractive interest rates. I still, and this is a message I try and get out to a lot of pensioners and savers. If you look at the after-tax return, after-inflation return on fixed deposits, money markets, the last seven years, you've lost, you've already lost about 14% of the purchasing power of your, uh, let's say you started with a million rand seven years ago. You're not down already. In seven years, you can only buy about 86% of what you could in real terms. Mm. That hamburger you could buy, you're only getting 86% of that. So you've got to try and find something that compensates you for inflation. And and the short-term interest rates are nice and attractive. Over the long term, it's a recipe for poverty. I mean, just looking at at something like a 12-month rate here, 5.6%, that's not much better than, I mean, you're doing worse than inflation. Well, there's, there, there's, there are billions and billions of rands lying in money market accounts. Mm. Money market accounts, after tax, after inflation, you, you're losing 2%. So it actually says guaranteed to lose 2%. That's what everybody should consider when they look at their money market rates. People want safety, they want guarantees, they want but they're not going to get it. You have to move out of your comfort zone just slightly. Move to the absolute income fund space where very big players are, the Alan Grays, the Coronations, the Investex, where with a bit of active management on the part of the fund manager, you can get between 7 and 9%. But people say, but is it guaranteed, the 9%? Mm. I say, no, it's not guaranteed. depends on the performance of the fund manager. Your your initial your capital on a day to day basis is guaranteed because you can take it out, but the return is never guaranteed. But that um, thought pattern is costing a lot of people a lot of money. Let's go to line five on O double one six eight four two double seven zero. John P E. Good evening. Hi, Hilton. What I wanted to ask you is about um, six years during the the commodity boom, Anglo's were buying back their own shares at top dollars. Hmm. Now looking back, it was it's obviously not it wasn't a, a very profitable uh, exercise. At the moment, uh, British American tobacco is doing the same thing. What's your take? What's your comment on that? Thanks very much, John in Port Elizabeth. Simon, a very good question. Uh, Anglo bought back shares easily over five hundred bucks and uh, share way off that uh, that figure today. I think we've lost Simon. Uh, uh, no, sorry, Hilton, no. I lost you for a second. I, I think it's a brilliant question from John, and in fact, it's one I've been raising. I, I in principle, don't mind share buybacks, but then the question is at what price? And as we saw with Anglo, fundamentally the wrong price. British American Tobacco, they started buying back below 300, and then maybe it wasn't a bad idea. But now they're buying back, and it's north of 500, and you've got to say, well, okay, was the value below 300? Are they really still saying to us that there's no value above 500? In essence, what management is saying to us, they're generating cash. They don't know what to do with it. They don't want to return it back to shareholders in the form of a dividend because of the tax implication, so they buy back shares. I buy that story at below 300. I don't buy it above 500. I think they're, they're paying top dollar for a share. I'm a shareholder in BTI. It's a great company, but I would rather they returned it to me as a dividend. At this price point, 
I think I do better than them simply buying it back. Very interesting uh, market review from Koki Koiman this month, uh, where he actually looks at the two things that he thinks uh, destroy the most value for investors, and that's share buybacks and acquisitions, badly timed, badly implemented acquisitions, and then obviously badly timed share buybacks. I've, I've read many reports about the second part, where acquisitions actually destroy shareholders' value. I wasn't aware that, that share buybacks do the same. I mean, it depends which company, but yeah, definitely a lot of companies, for, for professional and senior investors, when there's a big acquisition, they tend to walk away and say, thank you, I'm not going to be part of this party. Because quite often, because so many people with vested interest uh, talking up the, 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 the acquisition, the merger, the takeover, and you read all the good PR and the good press releases, mm. we're going to do this, we're going to cut costs, etc. And then invariably the reality hits home and, and you've spent a lot of money, probably overpaid for an acquisition, and then you battle for a very long time to get your money back. Michael, so we were talking about speculation versus quality shares uh, earlier. Andre asks about ShopRite. Uh, he's asking for views given a long-term time horizon. What well, is long-term? You must realize that ShopRite, great company, great returns, great expansion into, the, into Africa, um, great management. You know, it ticks all the boxes. The only one that it doesn't tick is it cheap. It's not cheap. Is it even relatively well-priced? It's very, very expensive. And, and, and again, over many years you learn you make your profit with any asset when you buy it, not when you sell it. So if you're paying p- top dollars, and we had this debate six months ago with Capitec at 220, 230, the guys were saying it's going to 250 and 300, and, and there you have it. You have Abel, African Bank, which what was 40 rand um, a year ago, mm. it's now 15 rand. You know, things have, go wrong in, in, in economies, things go wrong in, in, in specific with companies, like you've got with the unsecured lending, and I don't think that bloodbath is over yet. I think the problems are coming hard and fast, uh, the extent of, of unsecured lending. So what is long-term? To answer your question, ShopRite, it's a great company. I wouldn't buy more. I wouldn't sell it if I've had it for a couple of years. Just let's, let it sit there and, and, and make you rich over time. Simon, your views on ShopRite, especially at these levels? I, I can't agree more with the fact this is, I mean, the price earnings of 28, a brilliant company, a top management team, but you are paying, you are paying serious top dollar. I don't think we're going to see the price collapse. I hold ShopRite, I'm, I'm not selling them, but I wouldn't be a buyer of more. I think we're probably going to see a price do very little for a year, perhaps two or even three. Um, and you don't want to do that if you jump in dividend yield of only one and a half percent. And if you look at just a simple, uh, in Woolies, for example, uh, comparable in some ways, much, much more attractive uh, uh, price earnings in, in, in the sort of low 20s and the forward price earnings probably around 19 or so. Probably offering a, a better pricing there. But still, I mean, even at those levels, Woolies expensive. But ShopRite is probably justifiably priced as one of the, you know, one of the best uh, stocks on our market. I wouldn't be a buyer at these levels. Simon Mangaluso in Durban asks for any thoughts on the Satrix Divi? Satrix Divi, I like it. Uh, exchange traded fund. What they do is they, they look particularly at, at the dividends that are being paid out. So almost in a sense of value or a contrarian, what you'll find is when company share prices are under pressure, if they can hang on to the dividend, they then get into the fund. So you then really do well on the share price appreciation. It has done uh, very well since its uh, listing of uh, some five or so years ago. Um, the dividend yield itself is not that uh, huge. It's about 2.6%. But what you do get is, is, is really good price appreciation. 
got fetchy stocks in it, um, and certainly it's, it's one of the, the core of my portfolio. I like to put an underpinning of, of ETFs before I then start putting uh, individual stocks in above. And it's one of the ones where I always like the sense, you know, I think ETFs are something we should just be buying on a monthly basis, just buy it on a, on, on a debit order, and certainly Satrix, uh, uh, one of those that I would put in is a Satrix TV+. Magnus, very quickly, Val asks, uh, she's held some ABSA International Unit Trust for about 15 years. What should she do with them? Almost an impossible question to answer. It's essentially a, a call on the RAND and, and, and the relative attraction of offshore markets. I'm very bullish on that. Uh, most of my own money has moved offshore a, a year or two ago. A lot of our clients have moved their money offshore. The uh, fund managers generally uh, say offshore markets in the, on, in the equity space offering better returns than the South African markets, so I would hold it. Our thanks uh, to Magnus Hestek of Brenthurst Wealth. Also to Simon Brown of Just One Lap joining us uh, from Durban this evening. Just before we wrap up, a quick look at how global markets are performing this Monday evening. Uh, the FTSE ending a third of 1% better in London. U.S. markets about 1% better. Uh, at the moment, the Dow is over 1% uh, stronger. The S&P 500 up 0.99%. We've got the Rand at 992 against the US dollar. A little bit of weakness creeping in there. Uh, 1554 against the pound. 1322 against the euro. Gold is at $1,385 an ounce. Platinum, 1433 And a barrel of Brent is over $106. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. Full transcripts online at www.moneyweb.co.za. From the team, thanks very much for listening. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow, 6.30 now, and time for game plan.